Welcome to your Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Meh. Textual healing. We have to start by honoring the memory of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who passed a couple days ago um, as of this recording. It's, it's, I mean, I think Elliot, I think either you post or I post, I forget, uh, the thing about the start of the Jewish New Year and on Rosh Hashanah. I posted, and I posted that. Did you? Did you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think you did. <laughs> um, no, but at the I start of the Jewish New Year, uh, Rosh Hashanah and Shabbat can, happening on the same day and someone passing on that day makes them a sort of magical figure within yeah, sort of Jewish, Jewish mysticism. And I think it's very fitting that she passed on that day, although it's very unfortunate for the United States yeah. that she passed on that day. Um, and I think, you know, the outpouring of support from young people, the LGBTQ people, you know, women who, she was the lion, like Brent said when we were chatting earlier, like she was, the, she was our liberal lion, like that's who she was. And it's a, it's a huge, huge, huge loss. Um, yeah, and, and it should inspire so, people to vote. Yeah, if it's it's you know, I think with her death, I was so surprised how quickly it became. I mean, I guess I shouldn't be, but it's how quickly it became uh, politicized in a certain way. You know, obviously it's going to be, sure. but you know, I just wanted to like take a moment and obviously pay pay homage to her incredible legacy yeah. before uh, before freaking out. But obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we have room well, to we, freak out. We now. shouldn't freak out. We should do exactly what she would do. Get out there, do the work, get the work done and vote. Like get yeah. out, you know what I mean? Get support your candidates, yeah. donate to the people you support and vote. You know, allow this to be perhaps inspiration to find one of your friends who doesn't vote or hasn't voted or isn't encouraged to vote and mm-hmm. inspire them, you know, encourage them and use this to inspire them to vote because that is, yeah. you know, uh, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next few months when it comes to filling her seat. Uh, but what I can tell you is it will be in a much better place when it comes to future retirements, i.e. Stephen Breyer mm-hmm. or whatnot, if, uh, if we win the presidency. So that's very, very, very important. But And one active thing that you can do is be a poll worker, which is so desperately needed right now. So if you have the means and you want to make a buck, go be a poll worker, because that's something that Ruth Bader Ginsburg memory, that's what she would be doing. She'd be actively involved. She was until the very end. So please, we need poll workers, especially this year. Um, but, but should we start? Talk about, let's talk about this person that hates gay people. <laughs> oh, yes. So the polar opposite of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Mm. Um, this, uh, a, a Tunisian beauty influencer, and I use the word influencer mm. loosely because <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like today influencer can be used like life coach, like anyone can be an yeah, influencer sure. at this yeah. point or say they're one. Um, but she posted a video where basically she's just saying she hates gay people and she 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 says that, or she said things that gay people are trying to brainwash our children to become gay and it's a disgusting act and I can't stand seeing two men kissing. And she said right. the new generation is in grave danger because they see uh, sassiness and homosexuality becoming normal. I love, I Stop love the sa- phenomenon. Sassiness. I know, I love, I love sassiness. sassiness. Sassiness is great and I love that she also called it a phenomenon. Yeah. Like, mm. like this, just this inherent sexual desire to like, fuck or marry somebody, whatever. You know, it's the basics of it are a phenomenon to her. Well, she got backlash, of course, naturally. And she she responded to the backlash doing what a lot of um, Christians did in the 90s when gay people started getting acceptance. And so it became unpopular to necessarily hate gay people outright. Um, And she said, I have... I am against homosexuality, but not against humanity. I don't like the sexual act itself, which is totally... Or no, I'm sorry, I don't like the sexual act itself, not the person. I have lots of gay fans who actually do love Lady Samara, which she's talking about herself in the third person. That's a sign of crazy. Love the sinner, hate the sin. Love the sinner, hate the sin. (laughs) Also that too is like, you know, it's not as if you saying that you love me, but what you think I do is disgusting in the bedroom or whatever, is suddenly gonna appease me. Like that's gonna bring me comfort, comfort. You telling me that you like me as a person, but what I do in my own time privately is absolutely right. abhorrent to you. Right. Well, I wanted to ask you guys though about this. Cause like, well, first off we should say that queer people living in Tunisia face 
hurdles that we in the United States do not face at all. It is illegal to be gay. Sodomy is a is against the law in in Tunisia. They use um, sodomy tests, quote unquote, oh. to show sexual or to try to prove or validate an arrest. And uh, tourists often, gay queer tourists who visit Tunisia. Um, they're at high risk of possibly being detained for their sexuality or being held there because of sodomy laws. But I wanted to ask you guys. So Elliot like, won't be visiting and end of no, discussion. No, um, but I mean, because this is so publicly rare these days for someone to be so publicly anti-gay. Right. Doesn't it kind of make you feel nostalgic? <laughs> a little you bit, <laughs> a little bit. I, I kind of miss it. I yeah. kind of miss it. I mean, yeah. I don't miss it, but there was like a part of me that's like, mm, this is like watching Sisters in the 90s on NBC. It's like a warm <laughs> blank. It's murder. It's an episode of Murder, She Wrote. Right, right. Uh. Well, you know, there's, some, there's something about like, I, I, I guess I, maybe I'll, maybe society will prove me wrong, but I think, you know, there's always going to be a contingent, hopefully very small of society that hates people for, being outsiders. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I don't know, I guess I kind of largely believe there's always going to be for the rest of my days, someone in the world who wants to post rants like this. And the argument I've always made is like, I would respect you if you actually just stuck to your guns. Like, don't, yeah. don't tell me that you love me, but you want to stone me to death because, because, you know, I, I just joined three only fans today. Um, <laughs> you know, to uh, anyway, I won't even get into it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah. I don't know, I just, I almost just wish they would. I feel like we should definitely recognize that own your the three of us are, are, are three very privileged white men who live in the United States and we don't face the hurdles that many people around the world or even some minorities in this country face every single day for their sexuality. So like, we should right. say that right now, yes. that we are, we're being funny. I, but, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to be flippant of someone who actually yeah. is, is endangered by some beast like that, but. Yeah, that's exactly what do you think? What do you think, Elliot? Oh, I, it's just funny. I don't know. It's funny to, to, to remember the days of being tall, someone being tolerant of me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I honestly like when I came out the moment, you know, when I came out, I was 19, but n not to say that I would, I was advanced in any way. And not to say that I came from a place where this was some sort of like fight or flight um, reaction. But right. from the moment I came out, I was like, I don't need anybody to be tolerant of me. There's nothing to tolerate. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Go that. fuck yourself. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that, uh, that's my message to lady, to influ beauty, Tunisian beauty influencer, and, and, Lady and, Samara. Go but, also, but also look at how far you've come as a gay man. Like I remember, you know, I we were at a Dodgers uh -oh. game. We were at a jo Dodgers game. <laughs> what was it last year we were having a great time and at one point i look over and you're you weren't eating your, your hot dog you were slapping it against your face um you know you feel you're you're comfortable being you now and i think that's what that's what means the most oh go fuck yourself <laughs> not even joking so we're here with fashion designer and icon isaac mizrahi thank you for being here isaac what is an icon, darling? Tell me what the <laughs> hell that is. Can you? It's a it's a it's a household name. It's uh, somebody whose face you see and you know exactly who it is, and you know their okay. personality. Right. You know you, yeah. you know what? Wait a minute. I know what an icon is. Uh, an icon is when you're an answer on Jeopardy, and they mm -hmm. get it. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, they always get it. Like I've been a clue on Jeopardy, and they always fucking get it. Of course. Also, okay. Wait. Here's another thing. Wait. The other thing is that you're when when you're an answer in the new york times crossword puzzle on a oh. monday oh that's, yeah. it's friday that's or saturday level. that's you know like level. saturday yeah exactly when it's yeah. really hard like anybody could get it you know but when it's monday <laughs> it's like yeah how are you feeling Sorry. about the new Je the new jeopardy i know you're a huge fan i know they're they're, they're separated so... covid style yeah no it's okay darling it's okay it's okay <laughs> i also don't mind a housewives Reunion. Oh, did you watch the New York reunion, Isaac? Oh, I was obsessed. Well, darling, listen, I can tell you this. I am meeting it out. Like I'm taking one, it's all on the DVR and I'm taking like one episode, like precious Yes, episode, you're, you're savoring. And rewinding, savoring <laughs> and rewinding, getting every fucking word from All I need. All I need is Ramona yelling at the women. I already have the virus. I already have the virus. 
me ask you this. As somebody who is, you know, a requisite New Yorker, somebody who's been in New York, you know, all his life, how do you view women like the Real Housewives? Do you see them as socialites? Do you see them as like tabloid trash? If I mean, to be so bold, how do you see those people? You know, I, I kind of see them regardless of how real or unreal the housewives are, right? Like who knows what producers are pulling what strings, but I see, I'm not kidding. It's like, I swear to you, I see them, especially the New York ones, because boy, they are so fucked up, those girls. So right? fucked up. Um, so fucked up. Yeah. And I see them as like these archetypes of like, you know, like before we knew that it was okay to be sort of, Carrie Bradshaw, that was Carrie Bradshaw. And that was the, that was like the, the imagination of some writers yes. somewhere, putting that on a piece of paper and getting Sarah Jessica to like act it, right? Mm -hmm. And it was prophetic, it really was. It led to this, and now there are these crazy women who actually are convinced yeah. that they should live those lives, you know? And it's fabulous because they, they, they I'm not kidding, like I feel like such a crazy person saying this, but it's full of lessons. Mm -hmm. It's full of lessons. Well, and it it's also, I mean, lessons. a little bit, it's kind of John Waters-esque in a way that that it's it's trash TV. <laughs> it's it's like the beautiful, well, the art of trash. These women are personifying every single day. Yeah. Yes, yes. But like, you know, we're like the, the Beverly Hills housewives who are fun to watch for a whole other mm -hmm. reason. But it's not because they're sort of insane and giving us lessons about how to be insane and how to like mm -hmm. live in a crazy place and you know overcome crazy obstacles i mean they're all like actually rich which is hilarious yeah right? yes mm -hmm. and that right whereas like the new york ones are just messed they're all a bunch of messes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally howard stern totally. is obsessed with um beverly hills housewives and talks about them on Me the show too, but, but he says and, and i don't watch them but he says um Oh, These are, he calls them vomits. He calls them, he calls them, he's like, they're all vomits and they're horrible people that you would never want to come into contact with and I can't turn away. But he calls Not them vomits. Erica Jane. <laughs> Erica Jane is the exception. I will Erica Jane is amazing, amazing. Amazing. And you know what? Here's the thing about LA. They get very sort of sanctimonious. It's mm -hmm. like, what? Really? Like you think that I give a shit that you care that I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It doesn't have an actual clear plot line where people are getting drunk and sort of doing ridiculous things to each other. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just like, no, you did, you did this tiny infraction and I freaked out about blah, blah, you know, <laughs> I get it, but it is a little bit, it's not as exciting to me as the New York thing, even well, though the you New know, York thing is different. You know, as someone who is not a huge fan of Housewives, I was so excited for Salt Lake City. Like to me, oh, like me that too. was the first time someone had said, we're, they're, they're going to Salt Lake City. And I was like, they're gonna find five psycho Mormon women and just like <laughs> follow them. And like, what, like maybe they're, maybe they managed to find like these really slutty, I don't know, like I was so excited. And I watched the trailer and it just seemed, it didn't connect. I don't know. Like, have you guys seen the trailer for Salt Lake City yet? What did you think? I mean, as a as a former Mormon that is now a proud Jew, right. I am so excited about oh, Salt Lake okay. City. I am wow. so excited. <laughs> it seemed like only one of them was like really Mormon, right? And the rest were just no, kind of like No, no, random, no. There's like right? four of them that are Mormon. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe just the trailer. All right. So. I have a threshold. I have a housewife's threshold and I can only take like two of them at a time. I was quite into, um, Orange County for a minute, but then it was like, oh no, you ladies, forget it. I just can't do it anymore, yeah. you know? Well, yeah. Whereas like something about the New York people and the Beverly Hills people just so compelling. You know? Well, so I, I, I did want to ask you, because there is something about New York and, and Beverly Hills franchises of Housewives that I think is so indicative of what you have done in your career, which is like, there aren't many examples of, I know it's shocking. I'm getting to a point here though. It's good, trust me. That that there aren't many examples on television for high fashion, for designer fashion, for like fashion displayed in abundance. And the housewives, particularly New York and definitely Beverly Hills do that. Like, does are there other modern examples of sort of like how we're consuming fashion right now that you would, that you think are like noteworthy? You know, I don't know because I, I don't find the fashion on those shows that kind of, good okay there i said it i don't find it good but that but that's because of the way i look at fashion i don't think it's any big deal to sort of have a squad come over and put you together that's easy you know and borrowing a dress i mean that's no 
that's not so exciting, right? Mm -hmm. I think when people put themselves together to like walk the dog and they look amazing and they're insane and they're chic, I mean, that's what I think is fashion, you know? Yeah. So it's like, though I adore Erica Jane and I think she's insane and the amount of wigs and wiglets and pieces that go on into one particular outfit. It's crazy. And mm -hmm. the fact that no one repeats any clothes ever, like no <laughs> one repeats clothes. There's no yeah. repeat, no repeat. Wait, um, yeah. Oh, so is wiglet a thing? Is that like a real thing? Or is there's that a like wig, a there's a wiglet, there's yeah, the, a fall, there's a piece. Mm -hmm. yeah. The wiglet, the wiglet is sort of like a, it's a, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like a connector in your hair. So it's just, it's added to your already existing hair. Hmm. Right. It's yeah. a small wig, a wiglet. It's like an owl yeah. and an owlet. <laughs> yeah. Like Susan Sontag would have like a, a white streak, that was yeah. like a wiglet that like, that's what you could in theory, <laughs> if you wanted it to be like Susan Sontag for Halloween, that's what you would do. Well, yeah. I mean, you would, you might pronounce it Sontag. <laughs> you could pronounce it Sontag if you wanted to. And also, no, but that was natural, of course. And to do that would be really complicated because you would only have like a lace front that was like this big and then right. you'd have to right. cover it with something. Wait, It'd be a pain in the ass. Isaac, right. did you know Susan at all? Yes, I did know Susan. Because these two, more than me, I mean, I appreciate her and love her on many levels, but these two yeah. have an obsession with particularly one interview one that Susan Sontag gave. From and in the 90s. Is there any particular Susan story that stands out for you in your friendship or lifetime? I do remember once I was, I, I know her through my dear friend, Mark Morris. She was a big fan. And um, Annie Leibowitz, who was, I think, mm -hmm. her lover, lover for a very yeah. long time. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and they, I used to see them all the time at the shows and we would chat and converse at, with like Brad Gooch. Remember Brad mm. Gooch, the most gorgeous mm -hmm. man who ever lived with yeah. one green eye and one brown eye. I mean, <laughs> yeah. come on, right? Yeah, anyway, right. <laughs> um, but, but, but so they would be around and we would chat and talk and she was always so incredibly smart. And one night we were at, I forgot what it was. It was, it was like a Shakespeare, I think it was Twelfth Night at the public, right? Mm -hmm. And and I didn't like, there was something about it that I didn't like. And I saw her in the intermission, I was like chatting, Susan, hi, Susan, blah, blah. And I said, can you believe how blah, blah? And she literally didn't even answer. She just turned on her heels and walked away. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I said something wrong about like the actress playing Viola. That you know, it's like, oh, whatever amazing. it was I said, it was something so cutting and so That is beautiful, so, you know? that's exactly what we wanted to hear. That's the perfect <laughs> and, story. And by the way, like if you're gonna, cut someone it should be about that it should not be about anything but like that right about the criticism <laughs> of someone in the show well, Frank dug up this video that's on YouTube and I think our listeners have heard it several times yeah I've added into an episode it's just yeah, it's just yeah. this insane video where I think it was for maybe a PBS show or CBS or something and PBS. the interviewer is just asking her about her take on pop culture and politics and oh. where they meet and she is yeah. so just difficult and so, so indignant of him of course yeah, yeah. of course well of course yeah. of course i mean you know by the way my memoir is begun with a quote from Susan Sontag it's oh. something like i maybe i'm paraphrasing but it's like just wait till now becomes then and see how happy we were, which is a wonderful, mm -hmm. I mean, God yeah. bless her for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Susan that's a good quote. Did you, now, so it, what happens with, does, did Fashion Week happen this year in New York? Does that, does it happen? I don't is know. It, oh. You know, I mean, I was never the person to kind of, you know, uh, promote Fashion Week. I always was, asked to be a part of it. And I had to have my shows in Fashion Week because that's when the press was there. But I was always kind of against this idea of having all the shows at once because mm -hmm. think about like, I mean, just think about the, the word Fashion Week, like nothing good can come from a thing called, I mean, <laughs> right? Like Fashion Week, you know? Yeah. That's just, that just, right? There's a million reasons that that's a shitty phrase, right? But then also like, there are, there's one tent where everybody shows. And for a minute, everybody was booking the same exact models. So you're in the same space with the same models. And what the hell do you do? You know, I mean, mm -hmm. and so I was never really this person who, who liked that very much. I tried a lot to find when I was showing, you know, in the 90s, I was trying to find like fabulous spaces and I succeeded. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there was there was pressure from people like Anna Winter would call and say, hey dude, you got a show in the tents because we're sick of going downtown and uptown and downtown. And I used wow. to think to myself, well, how about like, 
you know, not letting, like just stopping shows and just uh-huh. like letting the ones who actually can't do without, sh- like they should show, you know? Yeah. Like I don't need to, I don't need you, a fashion critic, to go see a show of like, some ridiculous commercial thing or something, and then come mm-hmm. to my show and have the same eyes and be so bored, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And because Linda Evangelista and Naomi are at every single show. So what, mm-hmm. and the minute they come out, nobody sees anything except the body, the styling of those well, girls. That's yeah, something exactly. they wanted to ask you about. Cause like you have, like you're so personified, especially with your earlier work with the supermodels and like your, your, your work around working with some of the supermodels and now there, there was sort of a, they died out there for a few years and now there's like this return of the supermodel with frankly, a lot of the children of reality Ooh. TV stars. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the, the, the Hadid. Like the Hadid. Yeah, the Kardashian or the Jenners, you know, like people, yes. or the Jenner, not Jenners. There's one Jenner that's a supermodel. Or the, the, Wexler, the Wexler Glazers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, ah! what, what do you think about this new era of supermodels? And like, is it anything like the amazing Naomi era no, hell no, hell no, hell no, hell no. It's all air quotes. It's all like, this is, you know, right? Like originally it was these women who were suddenly kind of traveling the world and knew just as much as everybody else. And they weren't, they weren't content to just kind of wear clothes. They also had a presence, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and they were, like, I remember saying to Linda once, like, Linda, you know, I'm just going to leave the clothes in the room and, leave a Polaroid and just take pictures and you do the fitting because you could do it so much better than me, you know? Like she had this incredible exposure to everything in the world. Those women, Christy and Naomi and mm. Veronica and those women, I mean, they were on planes. Like, I, 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 I'm not kidding. I, I once said to Linda, hey, you know, she loved my clothes and she would say, oh, send me that, 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 instead of money, right? She would get paid in clothes. Oh my God, and, 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 oh my God. And I said to her once, I said, oh, well, where should we send them? You know, where should we send the clothes? She said, you know, just send it to like the Air France Concord Lounge, they'll find me. Oh my, oh my God. God. I think, she, I know, it was very glamorous and true, right? And so there was this moment where, you know, it was it was this grand kind of fantastic show and game. And it wasn't about, well, it wasn't about social media. It wasn't about people liking it because you're doing it. It was because you were just doing because it, it was sick. And it was also, it was very, very naughty like very uh, naughty, yeah, you know, yeah. like no mm-hmm. kidding. If you saw what was going on backstage those days, there was there was like a lawsuit, like literally every five minutes. Wait, in, 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 in what way? Oh, I don't know, like drugs and alcohol and men and women and things, things going on in the back expect. and all the sure. fun things. Yeah. All the, there was sort of, I mean, it was fun, you know, yeah. because nobody was lecherous or predatory. Right. It was just yeah. people were like having fun. You know, yeah, it's like a it. it's like a party with me, Elliot, and Alan. Yeah, uh-huh. um, exactly what it was. It's like right. a party at exactly. Alan's house. Seriously. So <laughs> let me let me ask you because I, of course, I've known you for years, and I'm not. <laughs> I've I've never oh. been super into fashion, but I like was mo- Alan. Stop laughing. I can't I, help it. Well, uh, you, no, you said uh, you knew him for years, <laughs> and he made a joke about it. I'm laughing at it. I know. I thought, I now thought you were I being wish. serious. Um, <laughs> But it, but I, I also know, obviously, you you teamed up with Target in 2002. Did that, like, what was that like? And, like, did that shift your relationship with some of these supermodels and some of the people that you knew through Fashion Week and everything? Like, did it make you, um, uh, yeah. It was a risk, well, right? I mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was. and But it wasn't personally a risk. It was a risk, I guess, if you were looking out from the outside in. Right. But by that point, you know, I, I had this, like, talk show, and I was kind of trying to segue into show business, I still am, you know, I mean, like, right. that's my dream to be like, you know, in show business. And now I feel like I, I am more in show business yeah. than I am in the fashion business. But at that time, I was like, yeah, well, you know, they called and sure, why not? I'll try this. What yeah. could hurt? And by the way, like, you know, the agent who was handling it said to me, oh, you know, now that they're interested, we got, we got Walmart on, you know, we got these other people on the phone, we can negotiate something. And I was like, yeah. well, no, it probably wouldn't work with Walmart because yeah. I mean, bless them or something. God but, love them, yeah. But but A, their their logo looks like a butthole. <laughs> okay. And B, oh, sorry. Oh, so oh yeah, no, B, fine here. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. B, like there wasn't exactly the kind of humor, whereas Target just had this funny yeah. edge and they could make a little fun of themselves and, 
Yeah. It was also integrated beautifully, you know, like the whole advertising world of Target felt more ready, ripe for this kind of thing. I don't know if Target had really hit its stride in 2002, but I swear to God, everyone, I like, I view Target as like one of my favorite companies in the world. I just Me think too. they're so Me great. Too. They do everything well. It's not expensive, but it's not trash. Like we've talked about Target mm -hmm. on the podcast before. So I feel like in a certain sense, it actually is kind of a, a perfect, um, you know, company to company to team up with in in that sense. I agree. I mean, and that's what it was that motivated me to do it because you know it's like people had tried to do this kind of mastige thing before me, and it just didn't work. You know, like yeah. Halston and J.C. Penny. Eh, you know, right, like J.C. Yeah. Penny. Really? I mean, <laughs> right. the word Penny. I don't know. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't <laughs> inspire this kind of thing. Whereas, like Target is just hilarious and funny and colorful and. You know, those yeah. I, I just love the idea of a, like an extra, extra huge <laughs> shopping cart and, you know, like putting one, one little tiny like bathing suit in like just giant. <laughs> super I, I, that was like the image I had of it. You oh, know, well, it's also weird because like, there. I think on some level, like now, Target and Walmart has like become politicized for the people who shop at Target are the liberals, quote unquote, quote unquote and the people who right. shop at Walmart are the conservatives, quote unquote. And it's like this, it's weird how it's become this like, political issue. Yeah, no, it's true. But I mean, I always think that, um, you know, style and clothes and brands, brands especially, I feel like that whole subject of brands has become very political now. And I mean, I don't mind because that's what that's what's happened, you know, but like, I'm not kidding, darlings. Originally, like I remember thinking, well, no, you know, like I'm going to skate this line and they're going to they're going to know what my political feelings are from just looking at the woman standing in the clothes. Mm -hmm. They're going to know that I lean very toward, you know, the left and I'm liberal, mm -hmm. etc. They're going to know that, you know, but as far as like not inviting Democrats to my fashion show, I would never think of that in those days. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. now that's a whole other thing. If like if a Republican sets foot in my like, that's not going to work. It's just not going to work because. <laughs> yeah because it's become this craven thing. It's just become this insane mm -hmm. kind of divide in this country. And that makes me are you, a little are crazy, you but I guess it's natural. It? Like, I mean, like everyone, are you exhausted am, by it? Or are you I am, darling, I am so exhausted by it. I am so tired of it. And by the way, like, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, can we please have a moment of for us? Ruth Bader oh, yes. Ginsburg, a namaste moment. Okay, I also please. love that you're our first guest in the Jewish yes, New Year. That's a, you're, you are, I've considered you, I mean, a while back before COVID hit, you were actually, we were in talks with one of your people to have you host a, a thing for my film, Latter-day Jew. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about that, getting you to do a QA and a for it. And I was like, Isaac is the king of Jews. He is, he's the leader of Jews right now. I want him and only him. So how are you a Jew? How do you look like that? I don't understand. Oh. With a name like Alan Scott. Oh. H. Alan Scott. That's such a non-Jew kind well, of Well, I converted. I converted. Converted, yeah. You did, right? Yeah. That's not a joke. No, it's what not a joke. What oh. brought that on? What brought that on? Well, I'm going to send you a screener link to the movie and you can watch it. Okay. There's, a whole, there's a whole film. Oh, yeah, okay. it's good. You'll All like right it. Then. Elliot's in it. Brent, oh, right. Brent did make the cut oh, okay. in the end. Yes, he is mm -hmm. in the end. Thank yeah, you. so these guys are in it. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to very briefly, but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also <laughs> proud to say that I apparently helped influence um, Alan's conversion just by nature of my family. Yeah, it's true. So Elliot's mm. family in New York, I mean, I had had like a lot of Jews in my life for years, but Elliot's family and my connection to Elliot and his family and his sister and his parents and, you know, they just, it just sort of, it inspired me to do it. And to sort of, I was already had the community and I was already surrounded and everyone was thinking I was a Jew. So wow. why not just go ahead and do it? Mm -hmm. Well, here's the thing. I'm a Jew, but I never do Jew things. I would never right. need to convert. I'm not really religious. I'm, I'm, I'm actually like, I don't really believe in God. I don't, there's a million yeah, things, yeah. but I'm a mess. I'm a mess. You're like right. every Israeli. Right. Whenever I would go to Israel, they would be like, "Why did you? Why would you convert? It's insane." Every <laughs> every Jew has that reaction. <laughs> why would you ever do it? Yeah. I've never been to Israel. I've never been to Israel. Not my entire life. Never. Oh, wow. But you, well, but you don't you like know, traveling. Right? Well, I mean, you know, that doesn't matter. I, I I have to do so much of it, so I do it. You know, mm -hmm. but. And by the way, weirdly, like, you know, I've been in Bridgehampton most of the time since March, since COVID. 
And like, I want to go to, Ro forget New York City, I want to go to Rome. Like, oh. that's, that's where I really want to go. You want to get wow. out. I'm like, it's such a weird thing. I want to ride a plane, which is weird, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do want to just like jump on a plane and ride the motherfucker, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I want to get somewhere really great. And I can't think of a better place besides like Madrid. Madrid, I would, I'd like to mm. go to Madrid mm. and Rome. No, you, know? you should go to Berlin only because Angela Merkel Berlin. will keep you safe. It's true. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah. and COVID free, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, is it, COVID, is it pretty COVID free over there now? I think, well, it's, I mean, there's, they're talking about a spike again in Europe, but mm. it's, it's better than here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Wait, so I also just discovered uh, your infamous viral QVC video in which you debate whether the moon is a sun. <laughs> like, did, did, you, did you have any idea when that was- what we call emerald, but really it's more like a sea foam. I love that color. That's such a happy, beautiful, rich It experience. almost kind of looks like what the earth looks like when you're a bazillion miles away from the planet yes. moon. Yes, yes, I the just squinted moon. at it. From and you're the right. moon looking back from at the From the planet earth. moon, from the planet Isn't the moon. Isn't the moon a star? The, no, the moon is a planet, darling. Sun, the sun <sighs> is a star. Is well, the moon really a planet? The moon is a planet. Don't honey. look at me like that. It's the a, sun is a star. A is the sun not a star? I don't know what the sun is. The sun is, is a we star. Don't know what the it? sun is. The, the sun, sun is, is a star. star. The moon is not the a planet. Moon I is knew a it. Planet. I knew it. Excuse you were trying me? to take me no. down that road. But wait, the moon I, is not a planet. Me, Chunky, if you're listening to this me, you have to Google the moon. Someone, I can guarantee you, someone's Googling right now. The moon is such a planet. I can't even stand it. The moon is not a planet. What else is it if it's not a planet? It is not. I believe it's a star or something. It's it is a not a moon. It's a moon. Didn't you do that thing in grade school where you it's had to name moon. the planets and there was Uranus and there was Saturn and the one with the rings and the, 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 and then the Earth and with the, the moon is never in there, dude. It's not a planet. All right, here, look. This is Keyline. I don't know. I, I don't know like what it is besides what is it, a baseball or something. I exposed what is during it, the show. Come on, it's a planet. That this blonde of mine could be real. Okay, um, it's a the satellite. moon is what. A, a, natural a natural satellite, but things live on it. That, that means mean? it's a planet. I don't know. Is that know. what Google said? I don't know what no, it No, I don't says. like that at all. I don't even Me know what either. that means. <laughs> I do. I use Google all the time. I feel bad. I feel bad for Yahoo because they're really good too. Did I you have any idea that was going to become so huge? I, it's, I've watched it 30 no. There's no way you would have I known I don't even that. know that it was. I have no idea. And plus, which can I just say one thing? And people still make fun of me for saying that the moon is a planet, right? Yeah. But wait a second, then I was, and I promise you, I have to, I can find the article in which some incredibly smart astronomer says in the New York Times that I am right and that he considers the moon a planet. I promise you that weeks after this happened, <laughs> someone in the Times, and it wasn't like on the front page of the Times, so no one noticed it. And of course, mm -hmm. I'm such an idiot. I don't know how to find something in the Times and post it on Twitter. I have to take a picture of it and post it on Twitter because <laughs> yeah, I'm so course, stupid, right? right? right. And, so, and so I did that and people were like, you're so stupid, you don't even know how, like forget about the content of what I was posting. They kind of came down on me for not knowing how to post it properly. Oh, how well, fucked up is that? Yeah, they're just idiots anyway. Are you? But what do you think? What do you think of QVC? Do you like it? Like, is it? Oh, I, I love know you it. love you being on TV. Right? You and Lisa Renna. You and Lisa Renna. Us, me and Lisa, right? It's like the dueling dusters. The dueling dusters <laughs> of QVC, right? <laughs> the dueling dusters. That should be like. Some COVID. You need to market that immediately. Like a, I know, exactly. Yes. That's some kind of series, right? That's, that's right? still some sort of, that's a pretty crazy schedule that you have to hold for it, right? Yeah, but right now, darling, it's amazing, amazing. because we're doing it all remotely. Of course. So we're not having, you don't have to drive for two hours to the yeah. studio. Do you still have like, to do it for hours on end? Like, is that how it works? Well, you know, I have... I, I'm blessed because I have a lot of hours on the on the air each week, and then once a month, roughly, I have what what's called a today special value, in which you are literally on the air for nine hours, ten hours that day, like from midnight Whoa. to midnight. It's crazy, Whoa. and it's great now because now you just go upstairs to your bed and just collapse. Yeah. Whereas before yeah. it was like you were in this crazy studio, wow, and you know driving in cars. I mean, it was just it's like a Jerry Lewis telephone. Yeah, how do you maintain that? For nine hours. By the way, I used to call it the Jerry the Jerry Lewis telethon of T-shirts or something or of cardigans. I was like, oh yeah, I have a jelly. Look at look at me. I'm walking and right. I'm wearing a cardigan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, 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 wait, I was going to ask what? how. So also in terms of that stuff, how does 
I guess I'm surprised that the internet, maybe I'm wrong, but has the internet not really dented the way QVC works? Um, well, of course it's grown the business for QVC. Uh -huh. And I think, you know, like, I think the television thing, the television part of it is really important because what makes the, um, the, the, the internet portion of the QVC business so compelling is that you can link to presentations oh, yeah, sure. of like, I like this sweater. Let's see what it looks like on a model. Let's see what Isaac mm -hmm. like says about it with Sean and let's see them talk about the moon as a planet and describe right. the sweater as a moon. <laughs> right. yeah. I always thought it was kind of, cause I used to, I mean, I, I do sometimes watch the QVC and I love that it's, it's almost like the first Instagram live in a way. It's like the first interactive TV in that you can be at your computer and do all your shit, but then also like watch it happen on television and they're responding to what you're doing on the computer. It's crazy. Yeah. I know it's, it's really insane. And what's great is like, you hear things in your ear, mm -hmm. like a big spike, big spike, you know, that's oh, when you see wow. people like, oh, and it's the greatest thing in the world. Or like, you know, the blue needs a little love. And you go, you know, the blue is just such a, I, of wow. all the colors, like the blue is so pretty. I mean, you know, they do that. So. See, it's so, it's so surreal to me I, as someone who has never bought anything or, Period. Uh, you know, ever. Uh, on QVC, it's so surreal to think that there are so many people watching at any given point in time that when they show you when they're selling, you know, knives or some shit, they're right. selling, you know, t 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 50 have been sold. And you're like, you don't believe it. You 50. just think you're saying How it. about like 8,000? Yeah. Literally, right. like in, in a few minutes. Like yesterday, we sold like 12,000 t-shirts in a matter of like 10 minutes. Oh so God. fabulous. On Saturday morning, yeah, it was a great thing, I know. Now wait, here's the thing, by the way, um, how do you kids shop? Do you actually like shop online, you guys, or what? I'm only flea market. Obviously you don't buy a lot of shit, because look at you, but you I'm know, kidding, I, got, I couldn't resist I got that. Teddy, but... I got Teddy Roosevelt on my t-shirt. Ah, I'm only flea nice. market. <laughs> Brent, Brent likes a specific type of t-shirt and it's usually um, yeah. a, a vintage store t-shirt. Yeah, 80s, I like t-shirts from the 80s. I tend I to like it too. Yeah, I tend to I, I tend to buy a lot of t-shirts. I like flannel. I like sort of like a mm -hmm. 90s grunge look at this point. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um and so I like them from um honestly like I I I I personally will will kind of go all over the place, you know. The, the most like fashion forward place I go is Zara and I never have much luck. I like Zara. Oh, I like a Zara. I see, I don't go, I mean, I honestly don't shop because I'm I'm a bigger size girl. So I don't shop a lot online because sometimes it can be, you don't know what things are gonna be. So I'll go to the store. I'll, I often go to Target and I buy a lot from the women's section of Target, to be honest. Yeah. And wow. it, it's like the, like this comes from the women's section. H and M mm -hmm. is a great one you're too. Also for plus size. He's also blessed with a boyfriend who is a fashion designer. That's right. true. I am. So he, he makes right? a lot of my stuff as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Bless Michael's read read cursed, by the way. <laughs> yes. Well, he also I mean, I also do drag, so he does all of drag. I have read all what? the Queen's looks. Oh, like he's You're the oh, rock yeah. star. It's all about Alan. He converted to Judaism. He's a drag, yeah, he's a drag queen. What can I say? He, he doesn't he look like a Jew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a secret like a Jew. Jew. I'm the best kind of Jew. I sneak up on you. <laughs> is that like a is that like a manicured fingernail? It is. is it is. It is. Come the come Flesh -colored are those like nails. are those press-ons or no no nails? no it's it's acrylic. Oh, all right, so okay, acrylic. Is that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I got, I got the full thing going. I have a big email to send to you after this. I'm sure. <laughs> okay, please, you know, please do. I do want to ask you before this ends. We have to talk about Unzipped because Unzipped was such a pivotal film in fashion history, and it's now the 25th anniversary. Like, are you? That's right. Does it still, like, I mean, I'm sure people still talk to you about it, but like, what, what are your thoughts on Unzipped? Like, how has it just maintained its relevance? Um, well, you know, I mean, it speaks to a time in history that was different from the time we're living in. You know, I mean, that's all I can say. I'm sure there's some film that's being made right now that in like 25 years is going to be referred to as a time capsule of like 2020, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of showed this real life situation, you know? Again, I keep going back to this. It's like, I don't know what fashion shows are now. They're, they are spectacles. They are larger mm -hmm. than life, you know? And it's all, a, it's all a conglomeration of something. And, you know, they pay people to sit in the front row and celebrities and stuff. And they dress them and people send clothes and cars. Mm -hmm. And oh, wow. you have 
you have like, you know, companies that come in and organize your show and think of the theme and, you know, style the girls and send them out and you just stand there and like mm -hmm. you stand there. And it's, mm -hmm. to me, that's like a weird thing. Like I used to do those shows. I used to make those shows. I used to think of ways, not just to make the clothes beautiful and important and smart, but also like um, to make them interesting to watch because there were so many shows and I had to think of ways to make the thing stand apart a little bit, you know? And by the way, the reason that I, coming back full circle to what I was saying earlier, the reason I thought of that scrim thing was because it was a moment in fashion that was just so repulsive to me. It was all about like, maybe it was, maybe it was like heroin chic or something. It was all about yeah. like bad girls, you know? And I, and by the way, that's another thing. I'm just so embarrassed that, uh, that, a, that, a, that an industry could think of something like heroin. Like yeah, that yeah. is just, yeah. that just makes me feel so embarrassed that I actually gave a shit all those years. Anyway, <laughs> so like here I was like trying to show these like pretty things on like women, you know, actual women. And by that, I mean, strong women. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's all I mean by the word actual. I mean, like, you know, like, tiny little girls who think that they are supermodels because they have long legs and they're gorgeous. Congratulations, that's one thing. But then there are women who are gorgeous and strong, you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so the point is that I'm saying like, that was what was going on. And I think, you know, it's like, I was dating the guy, Douglas Key. We were dating for two years and he would come to fittings and I go like, right, like this is happening. You have like, you know, you have like Joan Rivers and mm. you know, um, someone from the house of Mizrahi and Manolo Blahnik sitting in the corner and wow. Christy Charlington like stark naked in the middle of the room just <laughs> laughing. You know, it was like, you'd be a fool not to, not to, not to roll cameras, you'd be crazy, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's how that happened. And it captured that moment really, really strongly. Mm -hmm. And I think it became beloved because of that, you know? Mm -hmm. one, just cool. one more deep cut question. Brent and, I, Brent and I recently discovered, Alan, I don't think you cared so much about this, but Brent and I discovered oh. Kelly Catrone and her reality oh, show from right. 2008 yeah. or something. <laughs> Who yeah. is she again? I forgot. Oh, no, she's not reaction. gonna be happy that you're gonna say right, it. Right. She ran People's <laughs> Revolution. It was like a, she's, I mean, she was like the- The name is so fucking famous and familiar. I just don't remember. Was she, it a collection of clothes? No, she had, she had a, a react, she was on the hills as a sort of an ancillary yeah, okay. character who then ran yeah. a big PR fashion agency called um, uh, People's Revolution. And it, she got her own sort of like mini moment with you know, fashion. I mean, PR agencies, darling, you lost me at PR <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so, so, so much for being here. This was so yes. fun. Happy New Year to you. you. Queens, yeah. I love you Shana all. Tova. <laughs> Shana Tova. Tika Tevu, darling. Tika Tevu. Mituka, Mituka, Aleka. And another thing. So this was kind of a little bit more open-ended than our usual and another things, but I kind of wanted to talk about TikTok again, because believe it or not, it was less than a year ago that we talked about TikTok for the first time. I had never heard of it at the time. And in December of 2019, we discussed that uh, TikTok was doing this weird thing where they were suppressing the reach of content created by users who the app assumed would be vulnerable to bullying. So that included gay people, people with disabilities, people who used hashtags to insinuate they would, they're overweight. And obviously TikTok has sort of exploded in popularity, much to my continued chagrin. <laughs> Um, I, of course, refuse to use it, but, and anyway, I just, I want to revisit that, and I read a, a few more things that the, the company at the time said that they had no, they were no longer suppressing content. Um, right, for, they made a turn, they made a, a, a they turned. They, they, they said they did, but I've read some subsequent articles that said they are, they, they were still doing it several months into 2020. Mm. Um, and they also did this thing that's called shadow banning, yeah. which is when, they will, you know, TikTok is owned by a Chinese company that, uh, you know, there isn't so much a separation between the government and companies necessarily. And so TikTok will shadow ban, which is an act of blocking or partially blocking a user or their content for the online community without the user necessarily knowing that it's happening. Yeah. And anything related to an issue that the Chinese government doesn't approve of can and has been shadow blocked. Yeah, their content um, just doesn't show up in the algorithm. Right, right, yeah. right. Um, 
So I don't know, I, I just kind of wanted to see what you guys thought. Like, do you find it as annoying as I do? Like, what do you think of TikTok? And like, it's, it's interesting because- TikTok to because, me is, is sorry, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 TikTok no. is like, to me, is this, has the same, the same exact relevance that Snapchat had, where it was this app that younger people used that I had no interest in. Yeah. I downloaded once, immediately was found- Appalled. Disinterested, <laughs> right. just not for me, and deleted mm. it immediately. But TikTok, unlike Snapchat, you know, Snapchat had, they were doing original content. And um, I know they were doing like, uh, uh, I know the idea of, this, of Snapchat was essentially for like kids to send dick pics and stuff to each other. Right. Whereas TikTok, I've des- I described this to Brent already, but TikTok, as far as I can tell, is literally like <laughs> America's Funniest Home Videos, yeah. but for yeah. like kids. It's and like I, Vine. It's yeah. like Vine, but, but yeah. longer. Mm-hmm. It, is the, uh, it is honestly and genuinely baffling uh, baffled me. i mean I it's not it's not baffling to me i i mean i tend to like i get excited about yeah, you like this new shit. things <laughs> so i i tend to like we'll try to understand at least even if i don't get it like i don't personally like it i try to at least like understand yeah. why it's being used and michael actually watches it's so funny he doesn't he doesn't want to like go through tiktok and find the funniest things so on youtube he watches these compilations of the funniest right. things on tiktok and they're act. i mean I would say 60% of it is not funny, but 40% of it is very, very funny. And oh, I've seen some videos that are funny. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and yeah. what, I, what I like about it is it, it, it's just another creative way for a different generation specifically, to, but not even different generation because I see plenty, I follow, I'm on TikTok and I follow some, I follow mostly drag queens, but I follow some people who are like, like there's this one woman who was, she was a former Mormon and she creates these really weird, like, I left the church and now I'm single and doing all these weird, crazy, blasphemous mm. things. And she makes mm. really funny videos and she's like in her sixties. <laughs> and it's, it's, there's, it's a nice, it's sort of just a weird community of people doing weird things. The thing mm. I, that, I, that I find so odd about TikTok um, and Tommy Doe, who's been on our podcast has sort of explained this to me that there is this, I mean, there's different parts of TikTok and they're all, they all that, most of the ones that I've seen seem just wildly meant for nar- like wildly cap uh, uh, designed for narcissism. Yes. Yeah, more than you know, as much as if not more than other apps. That's but any platform. Though. Any platform, yes. But yeah. this one seems to be to elevate it to a new level, where Tommy will post these videos of these model type looking guys all lip syncing to the same line of dialogue from a movie right. or song. Right. Or, and so at a at a certain point, I was like, okay, I get it. Like. People like lip syncing, people like dance challenges. I understand right. that sort of, that democratized version of it. But the the part that truly threw me for a loop was, and I, I think the sort of unofficial term for it is um, it, uh, uh, gay emotional porn or something. Mm. The idea of these guys, and I'm sure everybody does it, but I've seen gay men on TikTok perform the romance of their relationship for TikTok where mm. they'll cut to them kissing or hugging. And there's one particular one that, where a couple, a gay married couple has a daughter. And once the quote unquote camera starts rolling, I don't even know how you would put it. He very clearly, in what is not a candid move at all, takes a can of whipped cream and sprays it at his daughter. And then the husband like grabs the other husband and it's like goofy and sweet. Yeah, they're like trying so, to make it seem like it's an impromptu scene. But it's so performative. And, yeah. right, but I'm like, right. wait a minute, that cute moment was, was completely, <laughs> completely scripted. Contrived. But that so social, I, I mean, that that defines, that literally defines social media. It's all contrived. Everything, I mean. That's one of, that's one of my, fa- oh, sorry, Alan. No, go ahead. One of my favorite things about social media is occasionally what you find in someone's feed where they, they don't edit out the first quarter second first of the video second. where oh, you I see... Love. Well, Chris you Pines see, with the dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. You see them get into the pose that where they oh, start yeah. the, the natural video. And it's just, it's so biz- it's so ridiculous and like... It's nuts. I mean, I saw another one with a kid like walking into a room with a hot tray of food or something. And he does uh-huh. like an insane pratfall. And I'm like watching it. First of all, I'm watching it thinking of Brent watching Stoneface. Cause I yeah. know I don't find it funny, but right. I know Brent will watch it Stoneface. But again, the, the sec, like you step back and it's like, so you set up your 
phone to walk into a room and do this big crazy pratfall and then people believe it like that's where yeah. i get lost you know what the ones i hate the most i mean of i only i really only see them on michael's compilation videos that he watches and like there are some that people will have a conversation with themselves they're, they're playing two characters yes. but they yeah, like I they cut the angle and i'm just i literally i can't tell you how many times i've said out loud some people really should not have access to the internet. Yeah. <laughs> like some people, they, they just, it's, and, and I mean, it goes back to, I think our early days in comedy. And I think maybe more so for Brent and I in that I remember it when Twitter first hit and I was performing in New York and doing jokes and stand up and stuff, people were like, oh, well don't put your jokes on Twitter because people will steal them. Like people right, will take your, right. and there was this big disconnect on like how this new thing was going to work. And I think it's the same for TikTok in that like, we don't know how it's going to work. We know that vanity, of course, is going to run amok. But like, sure, there's going to be 60%, 70%, even 90% is going to be really bad comedy. Really bad. But, but 10%, there has, there's nuggets. I think there has to be a 10% where people figure out how to sort of um, use the medium in, in, the, in the most funny or subversive way possible. And I will say that I saw one uh, a group of, I, I don't know, if, I guess a hashtag on TikTok, where somebody's voice, I don't know what it's from, but it's a girl saying, I love, like something about like how romantic New York is and how you just never know what's gonna happen. And it's play, people have like put the audio over vis visuals of the most disgusting, insane, repugnant moments of New York life. There's a mm. video of a man literally just sitting, he looks like one of us sitting on a subway holding a rat and he puts the rat's head in his mouth. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> and it's, it, I mean, I'm going to say, like, you know, uh, uh, contrasted with the quote, I'm like, okay, that is pretty funny. Mm -hmm. However, it did not get me to sign up, and I don't see myself signing up anytime soon. Yeah, I, I, I don't think you're making it worse is going to have an official TikTok profile. <laughs> oh, I'm actually soon, huge but... on TikTok. I'm very famous. Mm -hmm. What would, what would your, your aunt, aunt say? Okay, Brent, what would your Aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? Every shirt I buy is from QVC. <laughs> <laughs> My Aunt Joanne would say, next time, she, no, she would say, um, I want to go shopping with Isaac. Can you set that up? <laughs> How about Aunt Ramona? Or, oh, I'm Ramona. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I'm, oh, how dare you? Sorry. We're keeping Sorry. that in. How dare you? My Aunt, Aunt Anne. My Aunt Anne would say, you know, I'm not on TikTok, but when I'm on a diet, I eat those little orange Tic Tacs like <laughs> they're <know>. candy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just, I, one, one thing, and one case in a day. Just can't. Yeah. That'd be they great. Are, Some, they are. What is it about the orange ones? They're the only ones they make that are soft. They're yeah, delicious. True. Pound they're delicious. The orange ones are superior. <laughs> I still call them a mint, but they're really, it's just candy. There's no mint. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> See you on TikTok. I'm, I'm Elliot Glazer. <laughs> and I'm Brent Sullivan.